You're listening to the Casca Grossa Podcast. Podcast. A place where we discuss and explore all things about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, MMA, self-defense, and how Jiu-Jitsu can improve your life on and off the mats. What is up, ninjas? Welcome back to another episode of the Casca Grossa BJJ Podcast. I am Thiago Caval. I am your host. Guys, 23rd of October... 1951, the date that was probably one of the most important fight in jiu-jitsu history that took place in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. So this fight was held in Maracanã Stadium, Maracanã Stadium, the largest in the world at the time. It was built to host the 1950 Soccer World Cup with the capacity of over 200,000 people. This great fight between Elio Gracie and Kimura, yes, Kimura. But first, before we go into the details of the main fight, we need to look back at Elio's Gracie victories against Japanese champions and the resistance of the Gracie family against the imposition of the judo practices as a sport in the country, in a place of training jiu-jitsu as a martial art. So in the 19th century, the Japanese immigrants, they began to travel the world to spread the ancient fight system called jiu-jitsu. The Japanese government, they realized this huge popularity in the national martial arts. They appointed the Kodokan Institute, Jigoro Kano, to organize jiu-jitsu as a sport and take control of the international dissemination of jiu-jitsu. So he renamed jiu-jitsu to judo. So Brazil at the time represented the greatest centers of jiu-jitsu dissemination because there was a lot of numbers of Japanese citizens that migrated from Japan to Brazil. There was a treaty between the two countries. The Brazilian government, they brought a lot of Japanese workers to help the Brazilian coffee plantations in the state of Sao Paulo. So that's why Sao Paulo has the highest number of Japanese people outside Japan. So in order for the Japanese jiu-jitsu fighters to maintain their supremacy, you know, their superiority abroad, they needed to dominate the locals on the mats. So Elio Gracie was a very skinny guy. So between 1932 and 1936, he fought the best Japanese fighters that visited Brazil. And he remained undefeated. For an instance, he defeated Masagoishi by armlock, you know, the famous Japanese champion, Taro Miyake by choke. Really good Japanese fighters that came from Japan to challenge Elio Gracie. So these victories caused the Japanese authorities, you know, in, on judo to come to Brazil and promote Elio Gracie to a fourth degree black belt in judo. And they tried to convince Elio Gracie and his family to follow the Japanese modern judo system. And there was a lot of uh, invitations, you know, to uh, tournaments in Sao Paulo in order to introduce this system. So they wanted Elio Gracie and the Gracie family to follow the Japanese judo system. Not the one that he originally learned from Mitsuyu Maeda, which one of the rules that a match could only be decided by submission or loss of consciousness. So there was a lot of modifications, obviously. The Japanese judo guys wanted to make a standard to use their system. Basically, the judo rules, they wanted to keep the fighting standing and minimizing the importance of ground fighting. So the Gracie family didn't feel that the Japanese techniques, they were technically superior to them. Because there was no emphasis in self-defense techniques. And it was really only for sport. These were the observations that Elio had throughout his victories. And then the Gracies, they decided to, to maintain their independence from the Japanese and continue to teach their own method of jiu-jitsu. And they were very successful teaching their own modern street self-defense system. So there was this huge resistance 
as the Japanese colony was trying to promote judo as a sport, and the Gracie said, look, here we, <laughs> we train Brazilian jiu-jitsu, man. And then the Japanese felt the only way to get judo in Brazil as the main sport was to find someone who could challenge and defeat Elio Gracie. So in 1950, Elio Gracie was asked by a Japanese authority on the sport, on judo, that if he could accept a challenge to face a Japanese champion from Japan. And Elio Gracie responded, it would be a pleasure. And then the biggest newspaper in Sao Paulo at the time, which was uh, Sao Paulo Shimbu, they announced this big fight, you know, the world championship between Masahiko Kimura. That was considered by many to be the best judo fighters of all times. And 25th of October, Kimura arrived at Rio de Janeiro with his crew. One of them, he was a 6 degree black belt, Yamaguchi, and a 5 degree black belt, Yukio Kato, who he describes to being the second of the third best judokas in Japan. Kashka Grossas from Judo. They came all the way from Japan to fight Elio Gracie, to challenge him, and maybe have a possibility for him and the Gracie family to adopt Judo as a sport. So on Friday, 10 of August, so the Gracies, they got together to meet the Japanese delegation, and they were told, instead of Kimura, Elio Gracie would fight first Yuko Kato on this first challenge. Because they argued, in case of a defeat against Kimura, Elio would use the weight difference as an excuse when fighting Kimura. So 6th of September, 1951, Elio Gracie, Yukio Kato, they met at the Maracanã Stadium for this match. And the match was declared a draw after three 10-minute rounds. So Kato was more aggressive in the first round and he attempts to knock out Gracie with a powerful throwing techniques, you know, the judo techniques. Elio was really good at great defenses and started to take more offensive towards the second round, bringing the fight to the ground. Kato became very impressed with Elio's techniques. That after the fight, he mentioned that Kato considered Elio Gracie himself a world champion in ground fighting. Kato wasn't very satisfied with the results. And then he challenged Elio Gracie to a rematch in Sao Paulo. This time, the match will take place in a ring with ropes to avoid any escapes. After a lot of throws that Kato was applying on, on Elio Gracie, Kato attempted to finish the fight on the ground with chokes while passing the guard. Elio felt the pressure. He managed to get out of that situation just because of his flexibility. And he kind of recovered the guard and applied a choke from his back that got Kato unconscious. Eight minutes into the first round. That was a glorious moment in Elio Gracie's career. The best judo fighters in the world. They came to Brazil to fight Elio Gracie and he pulled that off. And that was the proof that BJJ could not be considered an inferior martial arts to Japanese judo. So after the fight with Kato, they tried to, to restore their reputation. And then Kimura finally challenged Elio Gracie to a match. And he promised to win on the first grip with some crazy devastating throw. So Elio Gracie, he responded that he could resist any throw. And on top of that, he said, I'm not going to pull any guard just to prove his point. Kimura then said, if the Gracie lasts more than three minutes, he could consider himself the winner. So 23rd of October, 1951, Elio Gracie stepped onto the stage in Maracanã Stadium to face the best heavyweight in the history of judo, Masahiko Kimura. Elio Gracie, about 64 kilos. And Kimura was 95 kilos. So Kimura, he started the fight and he applied this beautiful Osotogari. 
and he didn't have a lot of trouble to passing Helios Grace's guard. So, however, when he landed in side control, he could not find any opening through which to finish the fight. People say that Elio Gracie, he, he knew about the actual Kimura lock and he was, he was training a lot to defend that attack. And he actually did it several times. Kimura was not able to finish Elio Gracie on that position. So the only time that worked was in the second round when Kimura was able to get his grips from the north-south position. And then he positioned himself to finish the lock and slowly applying that pressure. But Elio Gracie was so flexible, he didn't tap. Very flexible. Guys, I'll put down the link in the description of this podcast and you can see what I'm talking about. People say Carlos Gracie actually pushed Kimura, interrupting the fight. So Elio Gracie didn't tap. However, he asked the referee to raise Kimura's arm because what happened. Then after the fight, Kimura wrote his autobiography and he really recognized the uniqueness of Elio Gracie's technique on the ground and inviting him to come to teach in Japan. How cool is that? And the amazing thing was... Kimura himself, he recognized this revolutionary defensive strategy that Elio used on the fight, which prevented him from executing his finishing holds even though he was held dominant position. Although Elio was defeated, this fight represented the complete independence of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu from Japan. And that's how it all started, guys. After that, the reinvention of Jiu-Jitsu became much more superior in many ways to the original Japanese method. And the family start developing even more and to become one of the most complete and effective fighting system in the world. So yeah, at Kimura, man, we use that all the time at the gym, don't we? This is it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. To know a little bit of history of BJJ, history of the Arch Suave, the gentle art. Sometimes not that very gentle. <laughs> so before you guys disappear, please follow us on any podcast platform. We are on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I think pretty much any other podcast platform. Please don't forget to share this episode with your dog, your friends, your mom, your boyfriend, your grandfather. Thanks for listening again, and I'll catch you next time. Peace.